This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Monti. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. And this guy next to me, he is not the vice mayor. Uh, he is the evil overseer, the one and only father evil. overlord, Jacob. Uh, what does evil mean? Because does father does father overlord Jacob sound like somebody that's, that's kind and benevolent? I, I don't think so. Uh, but I'm glad to have you the all-seeing all-knowing eye of phnx here with us my friend uh baseball aficionado uh yeah great to have all you here seeing and all-knowing is better than evil is it okay because we'll go with that next all seeing and all-knowing and not be evil but see now i like i feel like you're gonna curse me now or something so i don't i, I don't know how to take this in any way uh but of course this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sportsbook app america's top rated sportsbook app uh jacob we had a little bit of a tiff yesterday, not you and I, but uh, on the baseball field, and we didn't get really get to talk about it. Uh, but CB Bruckner and uh, Oliver Marmol, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, kind of, kind of had an old school bash, right? Like it we did. haven't seen you know, a seen fight like, like that. It's like Lou Pinella. Yeah, yeah, and it was really <laughs> Buckner, right? It was when Buckner yeah. turned, he got it in the fifth gear and started really chirping back. At Marmol, it was funny to hear some of their, uh, or not not Buckner, but Marmol's explanation as to what happened, what he said, what was said back to him. Uh, there was some definite questioning of of each other's credentials, you could say. Uh, and there was also, uh, uh, they had a difference of opinion when it came to service time in, in baseball, mm -hmm. uh, for mm -hmm. sure. But my favorite part about it, which I talked about on Twitter, uh, was the the ending of of buckner just ending the argument with you just take care over and over and over i, I believe that's what I'm, you just just take care you just take care you take care now you take he care had, he had the the wherewithal to remember that he at least needed to end it on a kind note in case that cb bucknor and he will be is behind the plate off one of his games but oh, he, yeah. at least he at least he was kind about it yeah, for sure, for sure. But it was a very hilarious way to end an argument. Uh, I, I don't, I, I can't think in recent history of, for myself when I've ended an argument um, kindly, but I have had a few occasions. Usually it's a weird run-in with a stranger, possibly in traffic, uh, possibly just uh, a misunderstanding. Uh, the other day I was going uh, to a store and a guy drove in the parking lot a bit like a maniac. And uh, he splashed a little bit of water on me from the rain here in Arizona. I wasn't oh, no. kind about it. What was funny was there was another person present who saw it and was like, what was that about? That guy's driving through here like a maniac. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I was ready to just kind of let it go and go inside. And let's just say this stranger handled my light work for me when the person that was driving through the parking lot like a maniac came into the store. 
Uh, and remember, kids, sometimes you're going to run into these people again, like you said, with Buckner and Marble, right? You got to be, got to remember that you're going to run into these people again. You got to be careful what you say and how you act. But uh, it was, uh, it's, it's definitely nice to have somebody else fight my battles for me. Let me tell I'm gonna, you that. I'm going to go out on happens. a limb and say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you will never see the person that's flashed with water again. So you should just let them have it. Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I like trying to, you know, act like a decent human being sometimes i don't know but i really did want to let him have it uh and i believe i did uh might might have might have kicked him uh once or twice when he was down after the other guy <laughs> jumped all over him so it's not like i stayed completely out of it but uh like you said it was a lupinella-esque argument on the field yesterday uh i don't know why i i, I just loved it it was like obviously the series sweep didn't go our way. So there's not a lot to get excited about as far as the series went, but that was a moment that I took away uh, with a lot of excitement and joy in my heart because right before that uh, Buckner had made a terrible call, obviously some egregious Uh, calls that, that really, I mean the, the call uh, the missed strike three uh, for, for Merrill Kelly. I mean, it just led to bad things happening and, and things escalating, but it didn't take too long for that to transfer back over to the Cardinal sign. Most likely that was a makeup call anyway for the call that Probably. he missed on Kelly. Right. But uh, Buckner is one of those old school kind of uh, officials. He's also doesn't seem to be too good at his job. When you have Bob Brenly bringing up that there's a framed picture in the office of him getting into the same type of argument with Buckner back when he managed. Uh, that's a, that's a tradition. That's, that's, that's not just years. that's not just a, that's that's years. Years of a tradition. Yeah. I mean, you're you're talking Bob Brenly when he was managing. That's years at this point. Yeah, right. For sure. Uh, but fast forwarding a bit, Jacob, to the future of this team, MLB.com put out a uh, article as far as the top pending free agents for each MLB team. So basically each team's biggest free agent that could be leaving and make themselves available on the market. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, it was Ian Kennedy. And I'm not knocking Ian Kennedy because Ian Kennedy has been uh, solid comparatively mm-hmm. to Mark Melanson. Uh, and he's found himself into the closer role and high leverage situations because he's earned his way there. Uh, considering how long he has been a part of baseball, he's still a tremendous asset to whatever team he's a part of. But are we concerned about Ian Kennedy leaving this team after this season? I mean, I know he is one of the few reliable arms in the bullpen, but when I read that, I had a sense of relief that if that's our biggest pending free agent that might end up leaving, that's not the worst thing to happen to this team right now that is transitioning over uh, to a youth movement, right? That we're starting to see these young guys come up. You guys have preached this, and I've preached this when I've come on the show, that like it's going to take some time, but they have a bunch of kids in the minor leagues that are just they're knocking on the door, right? And there's a couple guys that I keep my eye on, and those are Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson. They throw 100 miles an hour. That's very typical pen arms, and they're both early to mid-20s, right? Like, yeah, we're talking some guys that may or may not pan out, but you're looking at a guy like Ian Kennedy who just does not fit into this team's timeline. They might be good next year. They might fight for a wild card spot next year, but they're certainly not a World Series contender next year. And that's really the only place I see Kennedy fitting in is for another year, maybe two years. But no, I'm not too concerned about him leaving. I think he's I think he's pretty replaceable. Yeah, I I would agree with that. That's kind of how I felt. And again, it's it's no knock to Kennedy because he's been one of their like I said, one of their more reliable arms. But 
if that's the biggest free agency concern that they might have, you know, I, that's not that big of a concern for me. Uh, and again, in talking about the young guys, there was another article from our friend Steve Gilbert over at MLB.com. Well, not the whole article, but uh, a piece of it. The article was about uh, failed predictions for the year of 2022. Now that we're closing in on the end of the season a bit. Uh, and the D-backs failed prediction was that we lost sight of Jake McCarthy. Jake McCarthy has been excellent for this team. And with all of the exciting young outfield prospects coming up, Dalton Varsho playing incredibly well at a major league level, Alec Thomas being the exact guy that we hoped he would be, uh, not to mention the the young guys, Corbin Carroll, that still got can come up. Stone Garrett made an incredible play in this series in the outfield, showing that he has uh, mm-hmm. some range and, and can make some exciting plays. So we uh, just with all of those guys kind of in their system and, and getting a lot of that attention, Jake McCarthy was the guy that kind of fell through the cracks a bit, but he has been excellent Phenomenal. for this team. He's been I, excellent I, for this team. I pushed this in the Discord yesterday. I said that you've got Corbin Carroll coming up. You've got Stone Garrett playing well. I mean, he's, he's three multi-hit games and what, five starts at this point? Right. And And I called him yesterday on Twitter. I called him the exit velocity king. However, I think Stone Garrett is actually uh, best slotted as a DH in the future if you're going to keep him somewhere. Sure. Um, well, he might be a solid, you know, replacement outfielder if you need to give a guy a day off. I think left I fielder, think occasional his, left fielder kind of thing. Right, his bat transitions best as a, de- a, a as a DH and or even if you're looking for a first baseman, if you feel like you don't have a first baseman of the future. Sure. Typically, corner outfielders don't fare too poorly if you slot them in at first base. Like that seems to me. Third base, first base, and corner outfield spots are pretty interchangeable. Um, typically, if you look at like a, like a guy like Chris Bryant, right? He slots in at third base, first base, and left field. Like I could right. see that being kind of a Stone Garrett spot. But Jake McCarthy, I said it in the Discord yesterday, he's been phenomenal. If you look at if you look at a depth chart of the D-backs future outfielders, right? You put Corbin Carroll at the top. You probably put Drew Jones second, even though we haven't seen him play in a professional thing. Like you, you're you're gonna slot him in second. I might have Jake McCarthy sitting at third. I might have him above Dalton Varsho and Alec Thomas right now. I mean, Alec Thomas is phenomenal defensively, and I think his battle come around. But Jake McCarthy has four outfield assists, plays a solid outfield, and he's hitting 280. Right? Like I, t- I texted Jesse this yesterday. Jake McCarthy was taken ahead of Alec Thomas in that draft. Jake McCarthy was picked with the team's competitive balance A. Right. And Alec Thomas was a second round pick. Right. How does that mean? Like people are just forgetting that he's going to be a huge part of this team. I I think it's again, it's it's easy for McCarthy to fly under the radar because he doesn't get that attention. Right. But entering yesterday's game, he was uh, hitting 341 in his last 12 games. Uh, and he just has been like Josh Hunt says right there in the comments. Jake has been fantastically consistent at bat. Right, comes through when Not, you need him to, and extremely athletic in the outfield. He's made mm-hmm. some great plays defensively, and just continues to get better. It seems like that's that's what we want to see, right? That's the hope with these young guys coming up and getting getting playing time. That's the reason why. Hazen had this plan to not block these positions to allow these guys to come up and flourish. Use this season not as a throwaway but as an advancement season for who is going to be the roster of the future, right? Getting those guys right. up now. It's the reason why, uh, you know, Corbin Carroll is predicted to come up in September. 
why why wait when this guy is just absolutely right. raking in triple a and we can get him up here now and start his process now get him going he is ahead of schedule and that's a good thing especially considering his injury and the time he spent as a pseudo uh a scout you know and all of that 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 offered to him that you know experience it's kind of like we saw in the cardinals game last night right they're putting uh kyla murray in charge of calling some plays right that's not a gimmicky thing or anything it's it's a way to advance kyler murray as a quarterback as a playmaker as somebody to get in the head of an offensive coordinator or start thinking in a different way especially when you're calling plays for another person who isn't you and who isn't as athletically gifted as you right corbin carroll right. got time like that that ended up uh, at least for the most part seeming to be very valuable like the the I'd go throw Drew Jones while he's injured over with some scouts yeah. right now and have him do the same thing. Right? right. So it's like, these guys seem ready to go. They don't really have anybody blocking them except now with the outfield, each other, right. We're going to have a, a backup of young guys that all us. play the outfield. Look at what us. Are we, what are we doing? What are we what doing? Are we, like, what are we yeah. like? It's two years ago. We were complaining about actual things. Yeah. Like right. this, this to me is like, we're sitting here complaining about the fact that, Oh no, we have too many good outfielders. Like, what are we complaining for? <laughs> First like, problems. There's, you know what it is. Obviously, though? obviously, there's a there's a fear that that's it gets mismanaged, right? That you send away the wrong ones if you decide to Bingo. keep the keep the you know the the ones that are projected to be really good. But if you send away the you know the actual good ones, then you're right. looking at a bad spot. However, this is not anything to complain about, right? Like, you just have to trust. They're going to figure out the right mixture of the three. I hope to some degree that Jake McCarthy operates to me in a perfect world. He operates as a fourth outfielder, right? But that fourth outfielder that finds a way to play every day, whether that's at the DH spot and or giving a guy in the outfield a day off. Yep. I, I like that. I like that a lot. It's going to be one of those situations like the Zach Gallen jazz Chisholm trade, right? Where both guys are good. Both guys are electric and it's hard to, you know, quantify who won that trade when Zach Gallen is becoming our standout ace, I know that means I lose that argument. You did Jesse. lose it. You uh, did. But we all knew that was happening anyway. You take care now, Jesse Friedman. Uh, but of course, uh, you know, Zach Gallen has become the ace of this staff, especially lately. He is a top candidate to be the National League Pitcher of the Month, and that would be back-to-back with Merrill Kelly, which would be an incredible thing for this Diamondbacks team that still is finding – their identity right now what we see though is now we see that they have this embarrassment of riches at certain positions Mm -hmm. and then we can address their positional needs that they have they're they're definitely lacking in a few areas where they might be you know but that's where you use those outfielders exactly you have moves moves exactly you know you have a bullpen that you still need to solidify you have several infield positions that you still could improve at right and that's really what it's all about is that this team can get better um by moving some of those guys but of course jesse i I address jesse jesse's not here uh jesse is ill he is out we wish him the best we hope he gets better soon uh come back to us uh jacob here has so much to do uh i'm so glad he's got a lot to do well you got a lot to do Uh, in between shows jacob's building furniture uh, it's wild. The things going on at the office are exciting. And man, we can't wait to show you guys 
what's behind Jacob right now, which is it's just Nothing. a mystery. It's just a white wall. It's literally just a little a white bit wall. of a window. A little bit of a window. There's a little bit of a window there. But of course, uh Jesse is still putting out phenomenal content over at the website. So make sure to sign up for a membership at gophnx.com if you haven't done so already. Uh Jesse is of course killing it. Not only is Jesse killing it, but all the other content from anybody everybody else. Uh Gerald, Craig, it's an incredible staff that we have. Uh, sign up for a membership. You can get an annual membership, which will get you a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com, much like this one that I'm wearing that almost matches up perfectly with my sticker on my microphone. Uh, you can pick this one or whichever one you want. Uh, if you get a month-to-month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you get members-only discounts over at the PHNX Locker, as well as members-only access to our Discord, which, of course, is popping. And right now, Chris is in there uh, telling me I didn't, I didn't put out the bat signal for Mailbag Monday questions, so I apologize for that. Shame uh, on you, Derek. This is what happens when Jesse's not here. Uh, you know, I, Shame there, on there, you, Derek. There needs to be two of us. Jacob's in there arguing about Jake McCarthy and telling people that they need to worship at his altar. You know, uh, hey, it, hey, 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 hey. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, but, of course, uh, we thank you guys for joining us here on YouTube. If you're here in the comments, we appreciate your time. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Uh, to us on your favorite audio podcasting app give us a five-star review if you're here in the chat uh subscribe to the phnx sports channel here on on youtube sign up for notifications and leave us a little thumbs up always helps us out when it comes to the show and and promoting it uh and just letting us know you like us you know i need that instant validation that's what my life is about that's why i like twitter so much i like you derek thank you thank you fosh i appreciate it fosh uh but of course you know uh I know you're not here for a lot of these, but you have stepped in before. You know how things go. Every week on this show is Shark Week. Yes, every day on this show is Earth Day. But every Monday, we go to the mailbag. My mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Hey, that's that that jam's always the jam. Shout out to Mega Ran. I wish people Ooh. could see the behind the scenes of oh, all what goes on when that graphic is playing. Because if oh, you've got like so good. if you've got producer like control, you can see like whoever's in the stream at the bottom. So like we've got Leah that nobody can see on the back end of this, but yeah. all three of us are just at the bottom of the screen, yeah, just, just dancing like crazy to this yeah. song. It's such a good song. Uh and again, shout out to Mega Ran for letting us use that. And I have uh, a fun secret. Uh, for this week so keep tuned uh to the antics that is going to go on with me and uh that guy because he's always getting me into stuff and i i love him for it but of course Thanks for the invite derek sorry sorry okay sometimes uh sometimes i'm not even invited and i just invite myself that's the way um being a mayor works to things but uh of course it is monday we're going to the mailbag and we have some monday uh mailbag monday questions for Faj and myself so let's hit it up leah shall we what's our first question oh elizabeth one one of my favorites uh at the burrito store asks if you could launch one umpire into space for crimes against baseball who would it be oh oh my god there are so many there are so many i mean recent ones obviously uh buckner feels like he is ready yeah he needs to go i like again that comment about bob brenly uh having a framed picture in the in in the press box arguing with him yeah that's that just shows it's his time has come but uh jacob who are you launching into space 
So I did some research on this question actually before this. And if you just Google worst MLB umpires, it sends you to Angel Hernandez's Wikipedia page. Correct. That's the right answer. That is the right answer. That's the only answer. Yeah, no, like you don't even have to search Angel Hernandez. You search worst MLB umpires Mm -hmm. and it sends you to his Wikipedia page. That's, that's pretty. Indictment. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that's damning, right? Like, that's pretty. That's pretty awful. Whoever made that happen, God bless you. I'm sure there's somebody behind the scenes uh, at Google or something behind that. I don't know, but that's incredible. And yes, that absolutely would have been my choice. I mean, it's it's hard not to. There's been mistakes made. He's bad. Right? Dan Bellino. He seems sorry for his actions. Like I want to load Dan Bellino into a cannon and launch him into space, but uh, I, I just he seemed. That last time, you know, the last meetings with the mayor I did, he seemed so regretful. He was waving at Mad Bum like, yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, but I, I still want you to forgive me, right? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Angel Hernandez, yeah, Angel is, Hernandez is an easy option. That's a, who's, uh, that's well, who, hang on, hang on. Who's the one that blew the Galarraga no-hitter? Oh, oh, that's a great question. Um, because that's that was another one that I was interested in looking up. Um, who blew the Armando? Jim Joyce? Yeah, Jim Joyce. Was it Jim Joyce? And he blew a perfect, it was a perfect game. Perfect game, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joyce was tearful and apologetic uh, for doing it, uh, realizing. <laughs> he needed replay back then. Oh man, they needed replay. I almost feel like that might have been one of the instances that caused replay to become a thing, right? Like that was an historic event. There have been it wasn't what, good. Twenty eight perfect games in MLB history, a game that has lasted since the eighteen hundreds, and we are in two thousand and twenty two. Like that's mm-hmm. some wild shit. Uh, that that uh, they uh, they they call it the twenty eight out perfect game. That's what it's actually called. So anyway. Good job, Jim Joyce. You're also like we'll just launch them all. Just we'll. There's can we plenty just of room. can MLB just like unanimously recognize that that was an actual perfect game? I don't know. Um, like, I don't. Do think they, they have can. the Do they have the power to do that? Like go back and historically rectify the bad call right. and say that it was in fact a perfect game. Right. I don't know. Would if you were. Would that make a big difference to you? I guess it would yes. because that's the difference between him being in the Hall of Fame and not being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm sure that they have some sort of. I could probably text Rowich right now. I'm sure they have some sort of memento from that game hidden oh, somewhere in the Hall yeah, of Fame. They, like they, they, they have to. Have I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have a, an exhibit discussing it. Probably right, but I'm just wondering if because like that is the difference for someone like Galarraga that isn't going to really make it in based on his other achievements. You're going to make it in based on a perfect game, though. The sec the second hand embarrassment that I felt watching that happen. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Wasn't good. That was pretty bad. It wasn't good. All right. Next question. Uh, if we were to put the D backs into a WWE style Royal Rumble, who would come out on top? Jacob, I'm so glad you're here for this question. This is easy. Um I'm all right. I'm gonna go ahead. Stone Garrett. Stone Cold Garrett. Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Garrett. Garrett. Stone Cold Garrett. Yes. I mean, uh, you, of course. See, uh, you see when he hit the flex and he was like just uh, shredded. I mean, we we said that the other day. We said that like the last thing you want if that you know if that 
catcher interference or not interference, but the catcher blocking home plate rule isn't in effect. The last thing you want to see is Stone Garrett running down third base at you. Look at that Oof. man. You don't Oof. want that guy coming at you. That guy's tossing out 12 to 15 people in the 30 man Royal Rumble. Unapologetic. I, I love the podcast logo in the background of that. I knew you would. I knew you. I knew you're big on the branding. Brand. Yeah. Uh, branding. Of course. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I got to go Madison Bumgarner. I'm going Madison Bumgarner because I'm going stacked muscle. Uh, Madison Bumgarner is by far the most jacked Arizona Diamondback. I'm going to say that even with Stone Garrett sharing a locker room with him. So Mad Bum's jacked. He's got experience. And most importantly, Mad Bum has like Eddie Guerrero style. I'm just going to say heel tactics. He'll do whatever it takes to win. That's he would fair. befriend you mid-match and then like throw you over the ropes when you're not looking. He 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 would he would help uh you know a, a, another wrestler throw one of his friends out. Um and and you know again he would he would take whatever heel tactic, including the old Eddie Guerrero like throw the chair at you after slamming it on the ground and then falling down pretending like you hit him, thus disqualifying you. It's a genius move. And Mad Bum's the only one with enough veteran experience to pull that off. So um, one of those two, maybe those are the last two but, baby face versus heel. That seems like a but good stone time. cold stone cold would just bring out Dan Bellino and then mad bum be like, nah, uh, nah, I'm not going to do it. Oh my God. If he came out in He'd corner, just leave. Oh, 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 what a move. What a move. Uh, Josh Hunt says his dark horse is Alec Thomas's ability to high fly from the top rope. See, that's, that's where he's going to get caught, though. This is an over-the-top rope battle royal. This is not your standard match. This is that's where he's going to get caught. He's up there. Yeah, and, Mad Bum yeah, gets the rodeo Bum. rope and just yep, exactly. hit him with the rope. Yeah, no. He, see, he's getting it. He's getting it now. All right, he's on board with Mad Bum. Uh, Leah, let's go to the next question. Uh, speaking of Mad Bum, uh, do you see Mad Bum still being on the team by the time of our next playoff push? Or would he either be retired, traded, or DFA'd by then? Uh, since I personally don't think his arm has the mileage to still be around by the time we're ready to win. Uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're going with there. I don't know. Mad Bum has shown flashes this season of still being pretty good, right? Uh, I will say his last few starts haven't been, and we have discussed attributing that a bit to the move to the other side of the bump and how even though it's produced more strikeouts, it really hasn't produced more success he's given up more earned runs in his last two starts and he has pretty much all season so uh it doesn't seem to really be working with effectiveness but it also is new to him so maybe it's just a matter of him still adapting and finding a way uh to make that work i, I feel like mad bum paired with brent strom gives mad bum longevity i feel like Correct. the longer strom is here i feel like the more mad bum is going to continue to try to reinvent himself uh, he's going to, in regards to our wrestling question, try to become more of a Chris Jericho uh, that finds other ways to do things in his career when he's not able to have that same athleticism, that same arm that he had younger in uh, earlier time in his career. But I, I think that, you know, I don't really know when the next playoff push is going to be with this team. I, I'm not saying it's going to be this season, but there's a good chance it could be as early as next season. I was going to say, case, this question doesn't take into account the fact that I think their playoff push is next year. Right. But, I right. mean, I think this is a legitimate wildcard contending team next right. year. Like now, I Matt said, Bum, they're not World Series wildcard. He's he's not going to be the, the lead of that rotation. No. You know, I think you're going into the playoffs with Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly 1-2. And I think you would be foolish with the way that these two guys have been pitching lately, uh, if, especially if they can continue that next season. 
to not have that be your number one and number two. It doesn't mean that Madison Bumgarner isn't still a better option than they have for other guys right now in their starting rotation. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a factor, just not the guy anymore, right? Which is another thing I think that as his career goes on, he's going to be more accepting of not being that ace, not being the mm-hmm. number one starter any longer, right? I so, think that this could be the last year that we see him start on opening day, to be honest. So so what's your, okay, so if we're talking about him being on this team next year and us thinking that they can make a run next year, right? What's your rotation then? You start with Gallon. You have I, Kelly. Honestly, right now it seems like it's Gallon, Kelly, Henry. That's right. That's my rotation. And so, right? and so, so you like, slot out Davies. Yeah. Yep. Davies is gone. Right. Right. And Mad Bum would then what factor in as a, like a bullpen guy at that point? No. So you've, so, so, so you're just thinking a three man rotation then. So we're talking exclusively a playoff rotation. Cause if, if it's a playoff rotation, I would put Mad Bum over Tommy Henry, no matter how they're pitching in the regular season, because you can't, you can't go into it thinking you have the best playoff pitcher of all time. Probably. I mean, Mad Bum is be part of your starting rotation. Yeah. And then the five, the five man rotation, I think is probably Gallon, Kelly, Bumgarner, Henry, and then Fott. I think Fott sneaks in and grabs that last spot next year. Yep. And holds it down. I mean, he's just shredded up triple A for starts deep in there. And and speaking of that, you can actually get more information on Mr. Brandon Fott on our website on gophnx.com with Jesse's recent article that he just posted today about uh him being the best pitching prospect who keeps proving people wrong. So make sure to check that out over at gophnx.com. Uh, and also check out our friend OGs. Uh they are they powered me this weekend through being trapped at the Maya Day Club. I'm now as Jacob can attest to the mayor of Maya Day Club, that's a whole other set of responsibilities that I when did they elect you? When did they elect you? Like after it's I weird left. how it happened. Like after a little while, some guys came, uh, they had women on their shoulders. I thought that they were there for a bachelor party, right? Or a bachelorette party. They had this sign that that you there, it's like interchangeable letters that said, You're the mayor now. And I don't know. Leah, I honestly Leah. thought it was for somebody else. I was Can like, you corroborate the kind of story? Um, Leah was there for it. Yeah, Leah's, Leah's setting, Leah was Leah's, she was not expecting to get pulled into this. No, I, I was ready. I was ready to get pulled in. She's ready. Um, and then uh, yes. they, they gave me a medal. Yeah, all this happened for sure. Yeah, he Derek, Derek actually lives at the Maya Day Club now. She, so not yeah, only yeah, is right. he the mayor, he's the, the primary resident of the Maya Day Club. Well. There you That's go. Right. Your permanent right. address is there now too. Yeah. yeah. That's where I had to go to the mail. I had to go to the post office to get my mail changed there. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, wow. But you know what? I really enjoy the South Bar. Um, it's very uh, adjacent to the cabana that I live in. Uh, and believe it or not, the the OG's pool floats are just a delight to sleep on. Like I thought, like there's I'm no sure. way, right? You get three of them, right? You put them side to side to side. You got yourself pretty close to a California king, right? But then you double those bad boys up. Mm. It was great. Once, Fitted once sheet moves right over it. Once you're at the Maya Day Club for more than 24 hours, you're automatically mayor. So That's correct. That's facts. correct. Yeah, that's just correct. Uh, they they did tow my car, so I have no way to leave anyway. So this is <laughs> no uh, behind me. I know it looks what? like my room, my normal office, but this is just a recreation of my office that I made uh, in the manager's office at the Maya Day Club. So 
this is this is where I live now. I just wanted to make it comfortable. I didn't want it to be too much of an adjustment for everybody else. But uh, thank you, Leah. I appreciate her so much. She's uh, she's gonna she's gonna be trouble uh, corroborating I mean, my stories I'm, like I'm, that. But yeah, I'm just gonna pull her in all the time to these shows. Yeah, like anytime sure. I'm on the show, I will 100% pull. I can't wait. In. Um, but again, if you want to enjoy that, uh, kind of experience, you can do that with OGs. It provides you the, uh, mayor, mayor at, at, at my day club experience, wherever you're at, but try our friends at OGs. You can locate them at a dispensary near you by going to ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at OGs brands. That's O G E E Z brands. Uh, they have a wide variety of flavors that are all delicious doses, uh, strains everything you need from your edibles they are arizona's top selling edible and of course we are partnering with them to help flavor your life in our flavoring life sweepstakes uh go to gophnx.com sign up for who's the sweepstakes guy? who's that guy right there that is uh open shirt derek uh open shirt derek is uh in contention for closer next season possibly to replace ian kennedy but uh, that's to be determined. Of course, if you go to gophnx.com and sign up for our Flavoring Life sweepstakes, you can win yourself potentially three bags of OG's gummies, that OG's hat. I think it's that OG's hat that that woman that I still don't know is wearing, uh, a PHNX shirt of your choice, as well as a PHNX annual membership. Uh, not to mention our love and admiration for being the winner of the Flavoring Life sweepstakes. Uh, just go to gophnx.com to sign up and enter or click in the link below. And also uh, make sure to be 21 years or older to enter and to purchase our friends at OGs. And not just our friends at OGs. Make sure to be 21 or older to try our friends at Four Peaks. We love Four Peaks. Uh, I have Four Peaks on me at all times. And even when I can't get down to the 8th Street Pub, uh, we cheers to Fage, uh, both enjoying our Four Peaks. You can, too. Uh, pick up Four Peaks at your local grocery store, wherever you get your beer. More importantly, they are also giving away uh, some some sweet sweet free swag uh, in a $50 gift card and some other stuff over at gophnx.com. Just like our Flavoring Life sweepstakes, we have our Toast of the Month sweepstakes. You can win yourself that $50 gift card to use at Four Peaks, as well as a shirt of your choice from the PHNX locker and a PHNX annual membership. And also, we will be broadcasting live this Wednesday uh, from Four Peaks. Uh, I actually... Uh, excuse Wednesday. me, it's not that not uh, excuse me, it's the final Wednesday of every month. Uh, Jacob, I don't even know what day it is anymore. My weeks, Come on, Derek. Uh, my days, they all blend together. Uh, but join us on August 31st. We'll all be down there at Four Peaks broadcasting live. Uh, come get yourself some chicken tenders and the finest beers in all the land. Uh, they have them all on tap, and you can enjoy them at Four Peaks. Uh, and again, if you can't enjoy uh Four Peaks with us there at the 8th Street Pub, make sure to pick some up and enjoy responsibly. Must be 21 years or older as well. Uh, Jacob, we got some more mailbag questions. Uh, we're not ready to stop just yet, but speaking of more mailbag questions, I want to thank more. our friends at more furniture. Uh, they actually, uh, we're so excited. You guys see the new office. It is slick. It is incredible. And it has all been made possible by our friends at more furniture. Uh, they hooked up our office with new studio, new furniture, uh, the whole nine yards. If you're interested in checking out Moore's Labor Day sale, you can visit that at morefurniture.com. By the way, that's always when I buy my furniture. You got to buy your furniture on one of these Memorial Day, Labor Day sales. You'll get your best deals and you can find those over uh, at morefurniture.com. And thank you to them. Uh, I am going to be playing video games, Jacob, in 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 a, a level of luxury and comfort that I never thought was attainable for me. As We're going to force you to play person. at My Day Club, Derek. We just can't, uh, you know. Oh. You've got this new space. You can't come in here anymore. <laughs> That's fine. Um, like I said, 
I won the South Bar in a fair chicken fight against the bridal party, so I am fine because I've plenty. I've plenty. I've plenty of triple sec, and I have plenty of blue curacao to to tide me over for the time being. So until you guys let me back in the office, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. I'm just gonna be very sunburned. That's it. Uh, Leah, do we have some more questions? By the way, yes, we do. All right, Brian Bobbitt. At BB underscore Nitro asks, with Corbin Carroll not on the 40-man roster and his call-up coming maybe September, who gets DFA'd or transferred to 60-day? No, a lot can happen between now and then, so it's kind of hypothetical. Um, that's a great point. I mean, it is hypothetical, but Jacob, what are your thoughts first on what could happen? Do you think it'll mostly be tied to some sort of event happening, like they'll wait for something to happen um, to clear up that spot? No, I actually was thinking about this yesterday. Jordan Lublo was on this roster to secure a spot as a right-handed outfielder who was specialized against lefties. He has not had a multi-hit game since like May 10th. The Diamondbacks I mean, haven't is. had had a, had a home run against left-handed hitting since July 24th, I want to say. Ooh, that's not it's good. Been like, anyways, oh, incredible. Stone, Stone Garrett who is slowly proving, I mean, it's a very, 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 very small sample size, but I mean, you're not contending this year. So why not let him have free reign on that sample or, or on, you know, on that position? I think Jordan Luplo either gets DFA'd um, to bring up Corbin Carroll because he is an outfielder. It is an outfield spot. I know that you're losing a right-handed hitter and you don't have many of those, but Jordan Luplo is not playing all that often. And if he is, it's a pinch hit here or there. Like to me, that roster spot is is open, and it will be open so that Corbin Carroll can come up. I could see that. Uh, another guy I could see them DFAing possibly is Yanni Hernandez. Uh, I like Yanni a lot, but he's in the minors right now. And when they brought back Sergio Alcantara, the guys are very similar in their defensive style, and that's kind of what I feel like they have both guys there for is to be a primary. Uh, third baseman defensively that isn't really going to bring too much uh, at the plate but Sergio uh, has done a pretty good job to be honest yeah. and he's had some pretty key at bat so I could just see that being uh, an easy move but I kind of agree with you when it comes to Jordan Luplo it's kind of been disappointing uh, to to not get more out of him lately and um, I, I I really can't argue too much with that I think he's like his his hit yesterday was his third hit in like fifteen games, I want to say, or it's something. Not, close to his that. numbers like, have not been good, and not. you know, you never root for a guy to to perform poorly, or you never want to have to talk about him getting moved or DFA because, right. like, right. that's not easy for them. But if you're looking at a guy like Corbin Carroll, who has been knocking on the door for a while now, and you look at a guy like Jordan Luplo, who You've given him the entirety of the year, and I doubt he probably has any options left. It just yeah. is the unfortunate circumstance. Like, he'll find a home. He's not a bad, sure. I mean, he's got 11 home runs. He'll find a home. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. It just might not be here. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. It's no offense to fans and everything like that, but there is a lot of talk often about sending guys down and things. And just to clarify that, that's it's not – you're not sending Mark Melanson down. Mark Melanson doesn't have options left in his career. There's these guys that are veterans in the league don't have that same capability. And I know sometimes 
some of that stuff's a bit confusing, but even some of the younger guys run out of options where they can't send them down and call them back up anymore. That's why sometimes they even send down guys that it doesn't make much sense for them to send them down. It's not really about that this guy was performing poorly, so they sent him down to the minors. It's that we need another bullpen arm, so we need to move you for the time being, and we don't want you to sit on the bench, so we'd rather you go get active at bats and minors and come back rather than it being the demotion that we sometimes see it as. So keep some of that stuff in mind, especially when this move, whatever it is, gets made. But I, I, I would agree. I don't. I think a lot of people have kind of run out of patience with, uh, with Luplo. Yeah, uh, Leah. Next question. All right, uh, Babe underscore Anator, Babe. What a babe. Uh, just ask just one question. I get Kelly was high on pitch count, but we really took him out to then take out our best reliever. Just why it doesn't make sense. Kelly was locked in, man. I mean, in that start, Kelly really did have uh, a rough start to the game, but got things back on track. And I, I think I get I, I think I get a, a bit frustrated with that, too. Right. Like there are times where you feel like you, you would at least want to see Kelly start the next inning and see how things are going before they yeah. make that move to a reliever, considering that this bullpen has been so inconsistent this season. So so I understand that, and I've always wondered, you know, like that is the one thing that, that Torrey does for me that I'm like, oh, that's an interesting, like he was at 90 pitches. I don't know if it was a matchup thing. I don't know if, you know what I'm talking about? Like he, he does yeah. things sometimes where it's like, yeah. oh, that was. But to me with Merrill Kelly, it's a little different, right? You're looking at a guy that is 35 that had thrown, it was like 97 or 98 pitches through six innings, I think. And so he's also had this thoracic outlet surgery. So he's missing a rib, yeah. literally missing a rib. And there might gave be, a rib for this team. We talk there, about it all the time. There, there might be something that the medical team has informed Tory or the bench or Strom that Merrill Kelly passed a certain number of pitches or whatever it is might be less effective, might start feeling soreness. And I know the surgery was a long time ago and he should be completely healthy, but we don't know how these surgeries. I mean, Matt Harvey is the only other guy that I know of recently that's had this same surgery. Right. Like you don't know if there's something that the medical team is telling them, oh, he can't go past a certain amount of pitches or you run the risk of re-injuring something or you run like there could be something there to that yeah i mean he was at 97 pitches so if the idea there is he can't go past 100 what's the point of putting him out there when you know that he's probably gonna run through those three pitches uh you know when he when he goes through the first at bat right uh and i like i get it i i understand there's a point where you really do have to worry about you know I don't know the long-term impact on a, on a player like right. Merrill Kelly that happens to be one of your best pitchers uh, versus winning a regular season game against the St. Louis Cardinals. That really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. At that, right? Yeah. At that, at that point, it's better to just put like Ben says like pitch counts are real, man. Like it's the thing, like they've got, exactly. they've got a certain count that they can get to. And I know right. people are like, Oh, back in my day, people threw 160 <laughs> pitches and pitch complete games every day. And it's like, yeah, back in your day, they were plumbers that threw like, 30 miles an hour so i just wow. like these guys are these wow. guys are throwing 95 <laughs> miles an hour and there's it's, it's max effort every single pitch right like you just you but you literally just, just you just described mario baseball is what you just described right plumbers 
throwing 30 miles an hour. Yeah, that's Mario baseball. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you're right. I get what you're, where you're coming from. Um, but no, I'm not that old Jacob. Damn it. My time wasn't a hundred years ago. I wasn't saying that. I don't care. It's what it made. I told you, look, these kids out here at the Maya day club make me feel old enough, right? They're prancing around right now in their bathing suits. Uh, my gray hair on my beard is just getting thicker and it's spreading like wildfire. I don't need you reminding me that I'm a hundred years old. Okay. Back in my day. How dare you, sir? Uh, I never anyway, said you said that. I don't care. I don't care. I'm taking it. I look, I'm here in defense of old people is what I'm here in defense of. So you, you kids these days with well, your pitch counts, me, Derek. Just with your pitch counts it. and your XBAs and your stat cast and your baseball savants. Oh, anyway, uh, Leah, do we have any more questions? Yes. All right, Larry Jones. I am the Larry six nine six nine. That's a that's a name. Uh, Larry says I think the team can contend next year with a couple of moves. Ooh, I think we're going to get Jacob to agree with you here. Uh, trade for a controllable starter like Trevor Rogers. A package centered around McCarthy may get it done. Oh no, uh, we're no already McCarthy away. Uh, two, I know the irony, but sign Swanson to fill the shortstop hole. I know it won't happen, but it should. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, that won't happen, and I don't think. I honestly don't think Dansby Swanson is worth the money that someone's going to end up giving to him, to, to be no. honest. It's not a guy named Jordan Lawler. That's probably going to get the Corbin Carroll treatment next year. And you probably can there see him is. in September as long as there he is. This man stole home base right. the other day. He just on a whim. He just stole home base, right? He's that's, moved his uh, average up from 180 to 290 in a matter of like half of like, we're looking at maybe a month in the, yeah. like the full amount of time he's, his average went up a hundred points, small sample size, but I mean, yeah, he's good. <laughs> There's I mean, no mistaking that he's not good. I love small sample sizes. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm all on board with that, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think there's any reason for the diamondbacks to make any moves to overpay somebody that might hit just slightly better uh, than, than, you know, what the diamondbacks have their next season, even before Jordan law. Like I know it might not be Nick Ahmed, but uh, Geraldo Perdomo is really coming along. And I think this guy could really still be a, a valuable asset for this team in the short term. Right. Yeah. And still be like a backup infielder and play. You need bench pieces. Role. Like once, right. once all of your top prospects are up, you still need bench pieces. Like Geraldo Perdomo was not a low level prospect in this system. Geraldo Perdomo yeah. was one of their better prospects on the list. Like he's scuffled over the last month or so, but, He's still talented. His defense yep. has really, really come around and he's shown signs of life and he's a switch hitter. Like that's necessary for your bench. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And again, Nick Ahmed's still probably going to be in the mix, much to Jacob's chagrin. Um, but, you know, again, uh, at least for the time being, we have the future coming up very soon and it's going to be fun. We're going to, it's going to be fun watching these guys next year. Uh, it's going to be fun watching the guys this year. We still yeah. have a month month and a half uh basically left of baseball it feels like and the diamondbacks have a chance here just to uh make this season that much more productive for them going forward you know like the given given the young guys more playing time having mccarthy start every day uh who knows what happens so with, with who gets traded and whatnot but looking through the chat the, like what we're talking about right now with the future and what they're looking at roster wise and making trades. And it, it, it kind of goes back to something that the chat has been trying to point out this entire time where everybody that's asking a question keeps talking about how, whether or not we're going to go after free agents, whether or not, you know, all of that stuff, like yeah, 
I just, the way I see it currently, this team feels like they have everything they need in their own system, right? Like, the only time they're going to reach outside of the system to me is if they're trying to add fringe guys. So if you're adding to the bullpen or if you're adding a utility guy that's going to be on the bench, like I don't think they're going to reach for any big free agent because that's just not this front office's MO. Like that's not what they do because if you look at what the Braves are doing right now, and I've spent hours talking with Jeff about what the Braves are currently doing, where they're taking these kids that they're – paying them before arbitration ever starts, right? Right. They're right. they're, they're getting these kids that have one or two good Did we lose them? Jacob's on shake up shaky internet right now, uh folks, and I'm surprised that he made it this long without this happening. Also, that's a great face that he's I'll got. just Thank come you. in to Leah's just gonna come awkward. in and say it. Thank you. I <laughs> appreciate so it. Leah. I'm just gonna remove uh, Jacob from the Yeah, screen. just get him out of there. Just get him <laughs> out of there. Because he's frozen forever. But um I know what Jacob's meaning as far as this team has like a lot of young kids that are gonna fill all their positional needs. And there's a lot of talk about adding big free agents, right? You cover the coyotes and you guys are kind of in a same position, right? Where it's like, yeah, there's young, exciting guys. It's, you know, time will tell if they end up working out for this team, but I think there will be a time just like every team that needs to contend that they will add free agents, depending on what their needs are at yeah. the time. Right. Yeah. Like you kind of have to, yeah, I you think go it could from be being a seller to being a buyer. Right. You know, and you, you add, you add like a starting pitcher, something like that, that might be just that one thing to compete with these teams in the national league West that are really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, there's no point in bringing in free agents to fill roles when that's not your goal, but when that becomes your goal, then it's time. So that that's what it is. Right. And I mean, we got, I got this question just the other day when I was on with our friends at ESPN Tucson about uh, adding you know, like a big name to a team just for the purpose of selling tickets. And I just, I don't think any teams do that anymore just for the purpose of like, Hey, yeah. we have this big name. Like we kind of talk about that. Chris Bryant was added unexpectedly for a lot of money to the Colorado Rockies. Uh, and he's barely played due to injury, but like, it's kind of like that. Right. Uh, we were just furthering your point, Jacob, but you look frozen still. Are you frozen <laughs> still? <laughs> He's not oh, looking no. fantastic. No, not great. The internet's not great. <laughs> not very um, good. Get him out of here, Leah. Luckily, that was, that was the last, that was the last mailbag Monday question. So All we right. made it. Well, thank you for saving me and coming in here and saving <laughs> Jacob. But uh, of course, yeah. Uh, once the Diamondbacks figure out who their core is, which I think they're getting very close to, you know, figuring out, that's like Jacob said, you add some bullpen pieces, fringe pieces, utility guy. But I think even then you still add maybe a big piece to the rotation that might just be, you know, that thing. Or, you know, again, we don't know. There are certain positions like they have right now that we don't know who's going to be that position of the future. Third baseman, uh, you know, a couple of other things. So it be interesting to see. Jacob's back. Jacob, I'm wrapping up. That's fine. Back. I'm gonna we were just I agreeing just, with you. Leah was agreeing with you. We were all agreeing with you. You're right I, about I them. Killed really Espo's, I killed Espo's phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. It's done now. And, uh, like, again, you know, the Diamondbacks, it's, it all depends on when they get competitive and those positional needs that they might have at the time. Like, 
Correct. Again, I agree with you about the fringe players, but also like I was saying, the uh, you know maybe a starting rotation guy. Maybe yeah. they spent a lot of money on one of those pitchers or something like that to bring him in. Better but. be Zach Gallen or I'll riot. Oh my God! Please extend that man right now, tomorrow. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, of course. thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, Jacob is at Jacob underscore Franklin four. Our show is at PHNX underscore Dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore Dbacks. Uh, but of course, we brought to you by our fine friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, we thank them so much. And of course, if you haven't signed up, you know it's college football season. So go get down on the college football action. If you're a new customer, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. Bet just $5 on any college football game, and you will get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, that's only at the, at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Jacob, I had a bad week last week on picking my picks of the week. So uh, I know I've I've been too used to doing the live betting now. I like the live betting. It's something I keep telling people about. Uh, it's It just leaves me a little bit more free to get the feel of the game before I start making decisions. But even these Diamondbacks games were maddening. I thought I could live bet on these, and they were swinging wildly in one direction or another. I just couldn't predict it or keep up with it. So, again, it's always your call at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can do what you want. Over there, same game parlays, all sorts of baseball action. But like I said, football is right around the corner. So if you're a new customer, uh, get down on that deal for the college football action. And also, check out our friends at FOCO.com. I know you miss bobbleheads. I know this entire season has gone by. You haven't added a single one to your collection. I know how it feels. I feel the same way. I'm looking at my – I look at my bobbleheads every single time. Uh, ben says Randy Johnson was a free agent signing. You're right about he was. That. That he was. he was. That's the exact kind of that's the that's the exact kind of stuff we're talking about. And uh, don't even get me started on the pivot that the Diamondbacks made back then when they won that World Series because they were very close to committing to a long term plan then, and they decided that shit wasn't going to work. Tickets uh, sales were not going to be great if they didn't make those kind of moves to bring in Randy Johnson and kind of mortgage their future on guys like Kurt Schilling and some of the other guys that they brought in. So uh, hopefully. We don't see the Diamondbacks make that kind of crazy pivot now that they are so close to bringing these young guys in and having that future be the long-term future for this team and, and not have it be those guys that are only around for a year or two uh, because yes. that's no good for this don't team. Get that has not, don't get to huh? Grom. Don't, don't get, get to Grom. Grom. Because no. the dude pitches like four innings a year. Like, like why are, we, why are you going to go spend all that money on a 30-plus year? Like the guy on the wrong side of 30 who throws like 10 innings. Okay, wrap the show up. I'm, yeah, you know, look, I'm he's, okay, he's, oh, you got him on a rant. You got him on a rant. All right. Well, of course, it uh, doesn't matter. Go, go, go to foco.com. That was the point. They probably have Randy Johnson stuff up to this day. Uh, Josh was talking about that the Diamondbacks just finished paying him. I'm sure that's true. Uh, definitely some sort of Bobby Bonilla type deal there. But uh, Foco has you covered. With the best Arizona merchandise, uh, they have officially licensed gear for men, women, kids. Jesse's dog, uh, my dogs aren't so particular, but Jesse's dog will only wear licensed gear. Uh, very posh, but of course they have the bobbleheads, the swimsuits, everything you need to be a fan. Uh, get down on not only the Diamondbacks, but of course, you know all the other sports are right around the corner, right? So go down, <laughs> get yourself fitted up for Arizona Cardinals football season, for Phoenix Sun season, uh, and obviously the Coyotes. That's the most important one. Leah, love you. Uh, and also, use our code of PHNX, 10% off for all non-presale items over at foco.com. Uh, go there or click the link below in our description. Again, we thank you guys so much. 
for joining us. Uh, Jesse's dog is fancy. Yes, Elizabeth, that's absolutely true. Uh, Jacob's still heated. He's still angry, uh, and he's ready Fuming. to fight about anybody wanting to bring Jacob to Grom on. Don't even get him started on other people, but uh, we thank you guys. On behalf of Faj and myself, we appreciate you spending your lunch with us, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you're patient and you develop the young guys from within your system. <laughs>